I'm Mike Harding, and I am at this moment sitting in a fog-bound shed in the Yorkshire Dales. Not that the shed is going anywhere, you understand, but I am surrounded by what at the moment is a vaporous white miasma. But I've got a cup of coffee and a stack of CDs to play for you, and an interview with the legendary Great Wiz Jones that I recorded earlier on this autumn. So, loads of great stuff for you, and I'm going to kick off with a song about summer. Sitting here looking out at the fog, it seems somehow quite appropriate. Summer's a long way off, but I thought this song might cheer us all up. Except those people, of course, listening in Australia, where Father Christmas comes on a surfboard to the barbie, while we here in the Northern Hemisphere are freezing our Christmas crackers off in the ice and snow. Here's that great band from Wigan, Merry Hell from the album The Ghost in Our House and other stories with Summer is a Coming, I Wish. Well, summer is a coming, let the blues be on the wane, and the rubber ball of hopefulness is bouncing once again. Won't you come and sail the road with me for 50 quid a week And we'll live in an old caravan that will not leak Don't believe them, darling, it will not leak But summer is coming and I think I'm going
Mariel there with a jolly little song to disperse all the fog from the ghost in our house and other stories that was summer is a coming. Let's have another track from Wolf's Coat. I really like the new album from Cathy Le Cerf and the Gang. I love the drama in particular in this version of a classic child ballad, a murder ballad, in fact, about two brothers and a ballad that's found even in the Irish traveller tradition in a song called Who Put the Blood? It's found throughout Europe, in fact, as a story and a song. From the album Turn the Glass, this is Wolf's Coat with what I think is a cracking version of Edward. <laughs> There of Cathy Le Cerf, that was Wolf's Coat 
with their version of the traditional child ballad, Edward. That's from the album Turn the Glass. Now, stop me if you've heard this before, but 15 years ago or more, I was in Piccadilly, Manchester, and I saw this girl walking across the road in front of me with what I recognised immediately as a gig bag over her shoulder. Not a guitar gig bag, but a banjo gig bag. And it looked to me like it might well be a five-string gig bag too. So I approached her. I don't normally do this in the street, particularly to strange women. But I said, I bet you any money that's a banjo gig bag on your shoulder. She said, it is. I said, can I have a quick look? Because I'm a bit of a banjo nutcase. Well, instead of screaming for the police, she actually unzipped the bag and showed me a really fine Appalachian five-string banjo. Her name was Zoe Mulford. She told me she'd made a couple of CDs and, in fact, sent me one to listen to. She's been away in the States for a couple of years now, but she's back again, and she's going to be touring this country soon. If you get a chance, do go and see her. A while back, I played her version of Vincent Black Lightning 1952. I'm now going to play you her version of a ballad which is found all over these islands and also all over Appalachia and Canada. This is Zoe Mulford with The Wind and the Rain. I'm afraid this is another murder ballad, only this time it's sisters and not brothers.
in some versions of the song, the poor murdered girl is turned into a harp and the wind blows through the harp and tells the story of what's happened to her. That was The Wind and Rain from Zoe Mulford's album Bonfires. I've been in touch with Zoe recently. She's going to send me her most recent album and I'm looking forward to getting hold of that and playing it for you. Like I say, she's back in the UK now after a couple of years living in the States and she's going to be touring this country. So do go and see her if you get the remotest chance. Now, I played a track from Eleanor Shanley last week singing a beautiful version of The Call and the Answer from the album A Jacket of Batteries from Dedanon. I did then say that it was a great album and you should, if at all possible, try and get hold of it. Well, to give you another taste of what great stuff there is on it, here's their version of the, well, here's their tune version of the Beatles song Eleanor Rigby. album is a jacket of batteries and that was the Dan and there with a great version of Ellen Rigby. I love that mouth music coming in at the end just subtly in the background. Now I played a song from Alan Taylor a few shows back and it reminded me of his great version of the Ewan Carruthers song 
Rubenstein remembers. And I thought that what I would do is perhaps in a couple of weeks' time play you Alan's version of it, but what I want to do now is play the original version of it, sung by the man who wrote it, Ewan Carruthers, from the album When Time Turns Round. I've got a particular love of this song because when I was working on the buses as a young fellow in Manchester, I was working as a bus conductor, and one day I was collecting money on the bus and an old lady coming from the Jewish area, the high town area of Manchester, held out her hand to offer the money to me for her ticket and I saw on the inside of her wrist, going up her arm, the tattooed numbers which she'd received at a concentration camp. Here's Rubenstein Remembers. There's an old man in the park Sometimes sit still after dark Old men often don't say much Rubenstein is just one such But if you sit with him a while he will talk and sometimes smile Rubenstein remembers Long ago September's Long ago He was born in Germany Poor but loving family Jewish tailors don't get rich But they sew a close, close stitch Ah, married 1929 Wife, two children, doing fine Until 1939 Took them down that railroad line Rubenstein remembers But he will not say What he did or where he was All those years he went away Rubenstein remembers But his voice is still He pulls his coat around him he feels a sudden chill And he walks away
presenting this folk show is that when you come across songs like that you just know that the story they tell and the way that the singer and songwriter has worked at the story just achieves perfection and great art and I think there's nothing more deeply moving than a great song like that telling a great story. Rubenstein remembers you and Carruthers from the album When Time Turns Round. Well, it's time now for a classic track from two of our finest singers ever, Maddie Pryor and June Tabor, who together made an album, well, a couple of albums, under the title of Silly Sisters. This is from the album No More to Dance, and it's the Lal Waterson classic song, Fine Horseman. Bye. 
Well, I think you'd have to go a long way to better that version of the great Lyle Waterson song, Fine Horsemen, Muddy Pryor and June Tabor, from the album Silly Sisters, No More to the Dance. Now, Wiz Jones is a legend in his own lifetime. 50 years and more on the road. I don't know when I first came across him. I think it was at Club Memphis in Leeds when we shared a bill together. He was on with Pete Stanley. They were a great duo together playing bluegrass and some of Wiz's own songs and ragtime stuff as well. And I also came across him in a documentary, would you believe, about hippies in Cornwall. I think it was Alan Wicker who was doing the interview and he was asking questions like, and do you really sleep on the beach and you sit around bonfires drinking wine and singing songs? And Wiz sort of said, well, yeah, why not? And those were the days of Folk Cottage down in Cornwall when people like Donovan and Ralph McTell were down there, Cliff Angers, people like that. It was a great heady time. Ever since then, Wiz has been on the road and has been singing wonderfully, playing beautifully and delighting audiences all over. He was at Portugal this year at the Costa del Folk and he went down an absolute storm. I could see that people were completely amazed by the man on stage. Such a great presence, humble, quiet, just gets on with the job, but does it so damn well. You'll be able to hear the interview I did with Wiz in a few moments' time. But first of all, here he is with a song which epitomised the kind of wandering life he had as a young singer and songwriter way back in the 50s and 60s. National 7 was a road that ran right across France from the north to the south, and it was the route taken by so many aspiring folk singers in those heady days. Seven, it's a long way road. It ain't as long as a sigh. I'll forget about that girl as I catch the driver's eye. National Seven that keeps you hanging round. Sometimes you're standing there all day But I know that folks are gonna pay Pretty well in Saint-Tropez It's a long weary road It ain't as long as a sigh I'll forget about that girl as I Catch the drive 
National 7 there, Wiz Jones from A Life on the Road. Was it as easy as that? <laughs> well, it's so, it's so glamorous to think about it, the romance of it all, but the, the, as you yourself must know, the truth is uh, it's pretty pretty awful at times, you know. You have to, you know, but you're young and you've read all the books and that you want to do it and you just go through hell, you know. Yeah. I can remember walking miles and miles on the road, you know, with my guitar on my back. It sounds corny, but it's true. With no money in my pocket, thinking if I don't get a lift, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I've got to get to the next town, you know. I've got to make some money. <laughs> but it's it was great. I'm glad I did it, but uh, it's not easy. <laughs> and at the same time as you, there was Alex Campbell, Ralph Mactel... Yeah. all going to Paris, all busking, all trying to make a life on the road. Yeah, we were all, most of us just working class kids, you know, and the, the, you, you didn't have credit cards or stuff like that, package holidays hadn't started, and the only way you could go anywhere was to just hitchhike, you know, get across the channel and hitchhike. And you'd read all the various books about it by Laurie Lee and everyone, and you think, well, that's what I'm going to do, you know. And uh, you do it long enough, it just becomes your life, and you meet people on the road, you know, it's... It was, it was a good life in its day. A combination of Laurie Lee and Jack Kerouac. It was yeah. a terrible, terrible, heady influence on any young kid, isn't it? I guess so, yeah. That with Catcher in the Rye and you're away, aren't you? <laughs> talk, talk about the blues, because uh, I suppose that for kids growing up in England, in my generation, which is the same as yours, it was mostly skiffle that I grew up on and then went into rock and roll, but you went the other way, into the blues. Well, it's weird because I started, when I first started listening to music as a kid, I heard blues on the radio. And I saw Big Bill Brunsey in Muddy Waters shortly after I'd been playing in my little skiffle group. I mean, we all played skiffle because that's what was around. You know, the guitar thing had started. or We'd heard about it, blues and stuff on the radio, but we didn't really gravitate to that until we'd done our skiffle thing. You know, my little skiffle band was really more of a country and western band, Hank Williams stuff and things like that. And I just found myself hanging around Soho and hearing all the, the blues and the jazz, and so it's, that's how it came about with me. But what about the, the guitar style? Because to me, that's always been something that was very distinctive. You, Bert Jansch, John Renborn, mm. it was an era of great guitar players. Well, we all thought we were copying American guitar players. Uh, that's what we thought, the black American guys, Blind Boy Fuller and, and uh, some of the Chet Atkins, the white players. But it wasn't until British guitar players started going to America that we realised that in fact although we thought we were singing American music we'd come up with some kind of hybrid which was really kind of um, as a dear old Carl Dallas used to call folk baroque and all that stuff you know it's kind of a, it, we had our own English sound and, and Bert Yance especially was so unique and one, once the American musicians caught on to him we realised that there was a European and British sound and Scottish and you know, it was just a sound, a feel. And you, we all began, obviously, by copying. And I tried to learn bits of Big Bill Bruins. I used to follow Davy Graham around all the time and try and pick up licks from him And we, when we were busking together and things. But you do come out with your own touch, your own sound in the end that's unique to you. I want to play a track now from your, your latest album, which is, and in fact, all three tracks that we're going to play in this interview are from. And this one, 
really affected me very deeply. My dad was killed in the war. Yeah. And I, I'm from that generation, deeply affected by World War Two. And this song, Burma Star, is really quite an amazing song. Oh, well, I think if you think about the guitar players we've just been talking about, Ralph McTell, Bert Yance, Roy Harper, John Martin, they, we've all got father issues. Either the father wasn't there or he came back from the war in a really weird state and couldn't cope. My father had been on the railway the famous death railway and he'd been tortured and all that stuff and he came back and he was a tough tough guy you know he, he came back and he didn't say anything didn't tell anybody anything he was quite cruel you know he would hit me with a stick and everything but at the time I thought what a cruel bastard he was but in retrospect I think how could he cope and he was a workaholic he just that's how he coped he just worked to his dying day he was working on the day he died he's that kind of bloke and I, ne I never had anything to do with him he had nothing to do with me at all you know we had nothing going on and it was only after he'd gone that it really got to me you know what he'd gone through and how he how he had coped you know it's, it's a tough old thing you know <laughs> Thank you. 
star there from the Wiz Jones album A Life on the Road from Croydon oh. from Croydon which is of course oh. Ralph McTell's birthplace as well to A Life on the Road and, and a great partnership which I remember years ago seeing you with Pete Stanley that was a great partnership well it was in those days the folk scene was quite small and it was also quite divided so there was quite a traditional camp and, a, and all those lot playing American music were kind of separate really it, it, it changed later for the better of course but um, I met Pete at banjo I was going for banjo lessons with Peggy Seeger trying to learn a bit of banjo picking because I'd seen Daryl Adams in, in London with Jack Elliott and I thought well I'll play a bit of guitar yeah I'll try and play the banjo so I, I met Pete and uh, we started to busk together and then we did some hitchhiking together and then we discovered that we could actually work in folk clubs and in those days it, it was kind of a very entertaining duo I mean he was the kind of Mississippi gambler sort of image with his bluegrass banjo and I was the silly beatnik making jokes on stage and you know it, we did pretty well really but there, there was no real infrastructure at that time or management or anything so we didn't really go any further than just filling up little folk clubs all over the country you know for about four years and I got sick and tired of strumming a guitar behind the banjo trying to get a blues in every now and again you know but well that's sod this I think I'll go back to playing solo which I did in about 1967 I think I want to finish with a song which is one of your songs about a man that you mentioned just then not not Pete Stanley but Daryl Adams of course great hero of people like Alex Campbell Ralph McTell and, and, and a legendary legendary figure oh and of course Alan Taylor of course mm. as well yeah, Jack Elliott was over and he sent for Daryl and Daryl came over and I used to follow them around when they were doing their gigs in the south of England and Daryl was a very simple banjo player but a beautiful banjo player, absolutely wonderful, a wonderful voice and years later obviously I got the chance to work with them both. Yeah, the man with the banjo, well that came from, I was doing some gigs in Germany with a thing called Folk Friends whereas this guy got all the folk people together and we all travelled around together and did concerts in each town and, and Daryl at that time he'd been a heavy drinker and he'd just got off the bottle and he was sobering up and he was really in good condition and I stood in the wings and listened to him play and it was so happy, so wonderful to hear him straight and on form and everything it actually brought tears to my eyes and that's when I came up with that little tune The Man With The Banjo <laughs>
banjo is singing His face lined with laughter, not age His biggest success was survival And I watch from the side of the stage The man with the banjo is laughing sound of his voice I can hear A lifetime of love and wandering I never have heard it so clear His wife is a widow four months at a time And I know that she loves him true Dividing his time between restaurant cars and places where she'll never go. The man with the banjo is singing, his face lined with laughter, not age. The man with the banjo is laughing, and I'm crying at the side of the stage. Jones' tribute to Daryl Adams there, the man with the banjo. And that's from his album A Life on the Road, 1964 to 2014. 50 years of travelling the world and singing and performing and bringing great music to millions of people. Now, it's a long while since I played anything by Martin Simpson, Mayor Cooper, Mayor Maxima Cooper. So, from his album The Bramble Briar, here's Martin Simpson with a great version of a song which I love rounding the horn. I still find the lines about the two Jolly Jack Tars who fall overboard really chilling, even to this day, though I've heard the song hundreds of times. There the two guys are in the sea, and the song says, By angry seas, the ropes we threw from their poor hands was torn. We were forced to leave them to the sharks that prowl around Cape Horn.
When we got around the Hornby boys, we had some glorious days. And very soon our killick dropped in Valparaiso Bay. The pretty girls come down in flocks, I solemnly declare. They're far above the Plymouth girls with their long and curling hair. For they love the jolly sailor boy when he spends his money free. They'll laugh and sing and many, many be and have the jovial spree. When your money, it is all gone, they won't on you impose. They are not like the Plymouth girls who steal and pawn your clothes. Martin Simpson from his 2001 album The Bramble Briar. Beautiful, beautiful album, by the way. Most of it, I think, uh, all but a couple of tracks are English traditional, and there's a Cyril Tony song in there, Sammy's Bar, as well. Fabulous, fabulous album. Now, I played Maddie Pryor and June Tabor singing together as the Silly Sisters, and while I was listening to it, it reminded me that June has done what I think is, well, I think it's the best version ever of one of my favourite songs ever, Brig Fair, a song that was collected from Joseph Taylor in Lincolnshire by Percy Granger, the Australian musician and song collector. To me, it's got one of the most beautiful melodies in the English music canon, whether it's arranged as a classical piece of music or whether it's just sung simply as a traditional folk song. There are great versions from Jackie Oates, Roy Bailey, Martin Carthy, Bert Lloyd and the Welsh group Fernhill, but I think that June Tabor's version has got a special quality to it, a breathy edge, and I don't know, there's just some magic going on in this beautiful, unaccompanied version of Brig Fair. It was on the 5th of August The weather clear and mild For to break fair I did repent For love I was inclined I rose up with the lark in the morning And my heart was filled with glee Expecting there to see my love Long time I wished to see I looked over my left 
to see whom I could see. And there I saw my own true love come tripping down to me. I took hold of his right hand and I merrily sang my heart. Now that we are together, I trust that we never shall part. For the green leaves they will wither, and the branches all decay. of June Tabor there from her album Quercus with Brig Fair. Fabulous version, that. Now, about 30 years ago or so, I was in West Clare in Doolin, a great musical village right on the seacoast looking out towards the Aran Islands, and I wandered into Gussie O'Connor's bar with me mandolin over my shoulder, and there, sitting in the corner, was a great banjo player called Kevin Griffin. I sat and played with him most of the night and got a good few tunes off him, too. I later bought his CD, Kevin Griffin, Traditional Music from County Clare. One of my favourite tracks on it is a tune that he played that night. It's a ragtime tune called 48 Dogs in a Meat House. The liner note says that Kevin learned this ragtime tune from a French guitar player. Well, this is an example of what happens when Irish musicians get hold of foreign tunes and bring them into their repertoire. Kevin Griffin on banjo and Jerry O'Byrne on guitar. 48 Dogs in a meat house. Now there's a thought.
Great banjo playing there from Kevin Griffin. Traditional music from County Clare is the name of the album, and that was 48 Dogs in a Meat House. Well, I tried to find that tune as a a piece of notation because I wanted to learn it. I searched the internet, could not find it. And eventually, by sort of going deviously and looking sideways, I found that it had another name, a more common name, Stone's Rag. And so I eventually downloaded the notation and I am in the process of learning it now. I've got a cracking version, by the way, from Doc Watson, the great American old-timey guitarist. And I'll try and play you that in a week or two's time. Stone's Rag. Great tune. What a great version of it there from Kevin Griffin. Now, I'm going to play another track from Story Wheel. Story Wheel are the duo Patricia DeMeo and Keith Clouston. Both of them are great oud players. The oud is considered to be the ancestor of the guitar. It came into Europe from North Africa via Muslim Spain and was known in Western terminology as the lute, which comes from the Arabic al-oud. Well, I've been reading up about it, and I found that in the early 1960s, Davy Graham and Bert Jansch both pioneered a fresh approach to traditional English folk songs using modal guitar tunings derived from the oud, from an Arab instrument. I didn't know that. I knew that they both used open tunings, but I didn't know that they'd come from the oud and the way that was tuned. Well, both Patricia and Keith are superb oud players, and I love their version of this traditional song. An amazing fusion feel to it, but let's see what you think. That's more important. Story Wheel from the album I Cross the Sea with The Welcome Sailor. Story. Twas you a true lover and I 
man's glory But by a fatal shot We both were parted Deep the wounds he got Though he died valiant-hearted Welcome, Sailor, from that album, I Crossed the Sea. Now, I'm going to play you a track from the new CD from Blackbird's Tea Party, the band that I first saw busking in the streets of York and went up to them and asked them for a CD to play on the old BBC show many, many years back. Their new album is a cracker, and from it I'm going to play their version of the Ballad of Captain Kidd. I'm going to read the next bit. Captain Kidd was the last person to be hung at Execution Dock in Wapping on the Thames. He was sentenced for murder and piracy on the high seas on May the 9th, 1701, and was hung on May the 23rd. A long ballad of about 20 verses appeared between those two dates, of which only a few verses still remain. After repenting at length on the gallows, the ballad sold well and spread far and wide. Well, what that means is they used to have people stood underneath the gallows, writing down the last words of these convicted pirates and murderers and whatever, and they would run round the corner to the ballad printing houses, and they would write the ballad down straight away and put it to the press. Sorrowful lamentation and last words of, in this case, William Kidd. He was born in Scotland, and he started off living a clean and upstanding life. But then he joined the Royal Navy and picked up all the tips necessary for the job of piracy. He's supposed to have buried treasure all over the West Indies, and to this day people are still out there looking for Captain Kidd's treasure. Well, here's Blackbird's Tea Party, with a shorter version of what I've just been gibbering about, the Ballad of William Kidd. (laughs) 
as I sailed, as I sailed. Name was William Kidd, as I sailed. Oh, me name was William Kidd, as I sailed, as I sailed. Name was William Kidd, as I sailed. Oh, me name was William Kidd. God's law I did forbid, and so wickedly I did, as I sailed, as I sailed. Wickedly I did, as I sailed. Great stuff. That was Blackbeard's Tea Party with the ballad of William Kidd from the latest album, Reprobates. Just got time for a couple more tracks, and I'm going to play you a track from the new album from Daive. Daive are a young Scottish band based in Loch Harbour in the Highlands and Islands of Scotland. The name, by the way, means friendship, I think, or companionship. They've done an album. I've just got it in front of me. It only came in yesterday. The album is called Daive, the Hebridean Sessions, traditional Gaelic and Highland music recorded live in the Hebrides, as you might imagine. And the track I'm going to play 
is called Oren Na... Let me just get this right, because I always pronounce this wrong. Oren Na Tombaka, which comes from Murdo MacArthur, who's from Newfoundland originally. But I know another version of Oren and Tombaka, which is all about the price of tobacco. My really bad Gaelic or my bad Gaelic. I can't translate this song at all, I'm afraid. But I think it may also be about tobacco, but maybe not about the bad price of it. Whatever it's about, it is a fabulous song. And if anybody's listening that does have the Gaelic, I'd really appreciate it if you could email the show through the website, 3wsmikehardingfolkshow.com, and just let me know what the story behind the song is. Beautiful song, like I say. And here are Daive with Oren and Tumbaka.
there with Oran and Tabaka, or Tom Baka, I'm not sure how you pronounce it, and that's from their new album, The Hebridean Sessions. Great stuff. Now, I'm going to finish with a track from the Dayton family. Many of you will know the family. They were from Yorkshire originally, led by husband and wife Dave and Josie Dayton, with five other members, their children, Maya, Arthur, Kathleen, Rosalie and Angelina. Kathleen died tragically young from cancer in 2010, and the band ever since, as far as I know, haven't been appearing in public at all. But when they were together, they made three quite remarkable albums, full of energy and a completely left-of-field outlook that could take traditional songs from America and these islands and even straightforward pop songs like Save the Last Dance for Me and give them a completely unique twist with their combination of fiddle, melodeon, tim whistle. They were a fantastic band and they made, like I say, I think three absolutely amazing albums. Well, from the middle album, the 1998 album, Acoustic Music to Suit Most Occasions, here are the Dayton family with the old traditional Appalachian ballad, Handsome Molly. song from a great album, Handsome Molly there from the Dayton family album Acoustic Music to Suit Most Occasions 
Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, all you people listening on the airwaves in Australia, Canada, Ireland and the British Isles, don't forget you can go to the website and log on and you can download every show that's ever been put out by us. There's 150 plus now, would you believe? And they're all available for download for free. Keep them on your iPad, your iPhone or your clone or whatever. If you want to make a contribution to the programme also, because it's coming up to Christmas time, when all the contracts have to be renewed for the servers and for the websites and everything else, then you can do so by going on the website and clicking on the donate button. A quid a month or something like that via PayPal will keep us going for a long time to come. Thanks again for listening. I'm not going to be doing any more interviews for the next couple of weeks because I'm on the road, appearing at theatres over the UK doing readings from my autobiography. The Adventures of the Crumsell Kid. So next week, I think, is going to be a request show. So keep those requests coming in to the website. Three W's, MikeHardingFolkShow.com Thanks again for listening. Don't forget, spread the word, keep the faith, and mind how you go. Ta-ra!